started a new podcast called the News Cocktail. This podcast will be hosted by me, Sid, and my partner in crime, Yash. So here uh, we plan to talk about some recent news stories, uh, mostly financial and business, from around the world, which uh, we think might be interesting to talk about. Uh, in our first episode, we'd like to talk about the war brewing in the big tech industry. and a million dollar shopping deal which is about to happen or let's say almost happened in india we'll also try to cover a very recent news around a chinese tech titan and what that translates into and you know with this let's dive right in okay uh, so sit i would like to start up with a question <laughs> so do you like playing mobile games look i'll be honest with you and i'm going to sound like a really old person but i don't at yeah. least at least not the battle royale kind of games that are you know catching mainstream right now i like playing sudoku and you know something that's more stimulating to the mind uh, what about you so uh, let's say i'm more of a strategic game enthusiast let's say clash of clans or something like that uh, but uh, sometimes the online third player shooter or first player shooters do have their appeal and uh, if you talk about the online third player shooter games you cannot forget about fortnite like which is one of the uh, front runners in the category as of now yeah i mean i did a little bit of research and you know what i found was that it has around 350 million global users as of yeah. may may 2020 and people really love the game it seems although i i never got the craze i i never understood <laughs> what what this craze was all about but from a business point of view which is what interests me it is a cash cow for its developer epic games and you know to just throw a number here in 2019 it brought an estimated 1.8 billion dollars in revenues and within 5 months this is really impressive within 5 months of its launch it crossed the 100 million download mark on ios devices which is you know some growth man you know they've got some really good numbers here uh yeah and considering the number of uh, people you know across the world who buy ios devices i mean it is a very niche market uh, this is a very impressive number indeed and uh, this did help the company reach a global ios player population you know and this gave it a multiplier effect you know to the revenue growth but recently on august 13 to be precise fortnite or rather epic games introduced a direct pay option bypassing the ios and android app policy so this made the game a target for the wrath of tech giants and mm. both the app stores kicked it off its platform as of now yeah i mean that was a bad move wasn't it and you don't mess with players like apple or google for that matter because these guys once you if you if you step on their revenue stream yeah then they'll make life very tough for you yeah uh, so but the thing is uh, the thing more to notice over here is uh, you know the digital content marketplaces like you know google and apple's app stores they make money from the commission which they charge on the amount of app prices or let's say in app purchases on the free to play apps and you know then you have monthly subscription collections on app apps like you know netflix and all which on which also they take a cut of the total subscription price Hmm. now if you bypass the app store policy and introduce a direct payment services this is bound to you know have some impact because this is both a policy yeah. violation as well as a loss of some sort of major revenue uh, generating part for the marketplace yeah i agree with you because uh, to tell you what you know apple has removed epic games from the i store and you know if uh, and what this means is that if you already have the app you can still play fortnite but you know new games yeah. won't be able to get a piece of the action 
on iOS devices and you know epic games won't be able to submit any new apps apart from Fortnite or you know even give any updates on Fortnite so you just stuck with the version that you have right now and the next thing you know is that you know epic games filed a filed a lawsuit against apple basically saying that apple is a monopoly and it's abusing its market power so this is very interesting and this is going to probably be one of the biggest legal lawsuits of this year in, in my in the industry yeah yeah so uh, the thing here is uh, uh, google's app store also you know uh, they also banned the app on its platform uh, but the thing is google's platform which is android they are allowing it to be downloaded directly from the uh, you know website of the epic games hmm. but apple has you know completely cornered the game and it is not allowing it to be run on its platform but uh, the thing to note over here is apple you know hardly has a dominant share in either the smartphone or let's say laptop or computer market when you talk about it so there is a very niche public as i mentioned earlier also that apple caters to in a you know we live in a, a world which has a more than 7 billion in population so apple caters to a very niche uh, market segment over there so you know this is where it gets really interesting if you if you look from a global market angle then apple yeah. does not have a dominant position all right uh, and even in us apple controls around 50% of the smartphone market but and this is where it gets very interesting if the term market means only ios devices then apple has a monopoly all right because App- because apple does not let you build your own app store all right and it prevents you and it prevents other companies from providing their own payments processing and we all know that it takes a 30% cut on all in app purchases which you know it's a very steep number 30% of all your revenues that's a big operating expense for other companies so this entire lawsuit boils down to just one single issue which is the definition of market yeah so in any case you know uh, in terms of size if we talk about it it's a classic david versus goliath tale apple being the goliath over here obviously hmm. as per a forbes article epic games was nearing a 750 million dollar funding round which was you know which actually valued the company at 17 billion dollars and uh, we all know that uh, apple on august 19 crossed the 2 trillion market cap 2 trillion dollar market cap and became the first ever us company and second in the world to do this after saudi aramco the development re- remains to be seen in this tech battle the the battle of the you know tech <laughs> giants and let me tell you what if epic games wins this lawsuit it's going to be epic all right I, I, i'm <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm sorry I just had to do this. It's it's going to be one of the biggest lawsuits of this year and I mean I'm going to follow it. Like I just I to some extent I want Epic to win because you know Apple really I'm the third dog rooting for the underdog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh moving on, uh, let's talk about our next topic which gets me really excited man. Yash, you there? Uh, so sorry dude i i was just i just started planning my shopping for the evening <laughs> dude we're trying to record a podcast here what 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 are you doing man uh, okay okay so uh one very curious questions to uh, sadat have you ever thought that how cool it would be if i owned the place where i am you know where i have come to do the shopping uh, as a kid i always wanted that you know so i could <laughs> eat all the chocolates and no one can stop me <laughs> dude what where are you going with this like do you want chocolates from me 
<laughs> okay uh, so well to be precise this is not merely a thought if you're one of the world's top 10 billionaires and the asia's richest person and uh, that is what mr ambani has done his chocolate of ask was the crown jewel of the future group namely its retail business so now the mega transactions you know which also includes the warehousing logistics and wholesale business of future retail has a combined value of 24713 crore rupees Mm. Uh, let me take a breather after this number yeah. <laughs> so now uh, technically mr ambani has added to his cart the facility to store sell and distribute goods all from one place itself yeah i mean if if we had learned something from this pandemic it's it's this like ambani senior will not stop making money will that not is st- very true yeah and what's interesting is that you know this deal will not only bring futures flagship brands such as big bazaar fbb easy day under reliance's control but you know also pose this transaction give reliance retail a control of 53 million square feet of retail space which is just gigantic i've never heard of this before and around 18 million square feet of warehousing space to give you a little bit of perspective what size we are talking about this is this is bigger than tesco which is the world's third largest retailer by 3 million square feet and almost equal to 690 football grounds so you can just imagine how big of a retail space amani is going to have and reliance retail would own around 1/3 of all brick and mortar stores in the country post this deal so this is just huge yeah i agree with you on this uh, but my question over here would be you know kishore biani once he was hailed as the india's retail king why why did he make such a decision to sell the company which he has you know worked so hard to build Yeah I mean his journey has been very interesting and he normally would have not sold the company under any circumstances but the the answer to your question is very simple it's debt all right kishore biani mm-hmm. has has but loads of debt on his balance sheet and you know biani this is what you know makes the situation worse he has a lot of his stock pledged with banks to get those loans so you know uh, future retail was trading around 400 before covid around you know in in january and and it hit a bottom of around 70 rupees in april and what this means is that you know that stock which was pledged with the lenders the value of that stock went down around 60 70% and those lenders were asking for more collateral and this and this put biani in a corner he was really you know pushed against the wall and you know desperate times call for desperate measures we, we this is precisely the reason why it's important to have a strong balance sheet because you can then maneuver this situation and you know not sell your business to a competitor because he would have you know his heart would have broken when he sold future retail to reliance retail if, if you see the, the steep dive in the stock that is 400 to 70 in a, in a span of i think what one or two months that is that is yeah. a significantly steep dive and if i were a banker given the current situation of our banks i would have done probably the same which you know lead banker sp has done in this case now going towards mr ambani he has equipped himself with the firepower to take on the global giants in india and probably on a global front also if you see from a global perspective so if future retail were to fall in india if uh, sbi were to you know drag future retail into a bankruptcy court this would have severely damaged the confidence with global firms right now are showing in indian retail market or let's say indian mm. uh, market in uh, general 
so yeah uh, mr amani surely has appeared as a white knight and has uh, saved not only future it but india's reputation to some extent also yeah i mean we we know that he is the one who is actually raising the flag when it comes to indian markets and you know reliance so that reliance also uh, recently acquired a majority stake in online pharmacy startup netmeds and we've also seen partnership interest in its geo platform by global giants such as google and facebook this deal only makes the outlook merrier so reliance retail recently launched geomart a year back which has been growing rapidly and has expanded to more than 200 indian cities and let me tell you if you're amazon or flipkart which is owned by walmart you better get ready because mukesh ambani is going to start a war and he is going to hurt you <laughs> that is true yeah. and um, now while we're on the topic of deep pockets uh, i recently read a news about the ant financial services which has filed a paperwork to go public and uh, list an ipo on the hong kong and shanghai stock exchanges and uh, with this listing they're planning to raise an estimated uh, 30 billion dollars in funding at a valuation of approximately 225 billion us dollars so now two years ago only it had uh, raised the funding at a valuation of 150 to be precise 150 billion dollars making it one of the world's highest valued private businesses now and financial services was spun off from the alibaba's holding company in 2010 and owns alipay you know which is Hmm. the uh, currently the biggest mobile payment platform and it overtook paypal as the world's largest mobile platform uh, in i think 2013 if i'm not wrong dude why do you have to speed into the technicalities right away let's let's have some context first oh um, sorry i got a bit carried away you know with the news of these <laughs> two interesting reliance after alibaba and all these things so um <clears throat> yeah yeah so 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 let me give you a little, little bit of context so for people wondering right and financials is the payments and financial services arm of the chinese e-commerce giant alibaba we all know you know alibaba was the story behind it jack ma's struggling and how it became one of the biggest e-commerce platforms in china and you know uh, coming back to and financials uh, its products among other others include alipay like you explained which is the largest mobile payment services platform in the world and it also owns sesame credit which is an online credit rating services for consumers so these are just two examples but and financials has a lot of services and a lot of products in its ecosystem yeah and uh, uh, one interesting fact here uh, the name sesame credit it resounds with the alibaba's brand name because sesame open sesame means opening gates and this uh, credit rating will open the gates for the consumers to get loans and uh, you know similar short term funding from the banks or let's say from the lenders so mm. yeah uh, now moving on from this uh, this listing will make uh, you know many of the current and previous employers employees uh, billionaires this will also give alibaba additional firepower against its arc rival and when i say this word arc rival <laughs> i really mean it because that arc rival is tencent group and uh, that is uh, another chinese giant or chinese behemoth and it was founded by ponima and let me tell you these two guys are not related just because of the name both of these companies large powerhouses have been engaged in a battle over position of dominant online market share in the segments from cloud computing and payment services and financial services and marketplaces you name it these companies are everywhere 
Now, Tencent's WeChat Pay, it is a direct competitor to Alibaba's Alipay. And in terms of market shares, Alipay as of now has a dominant market share, which is 55, almost 55%. And it is uh, trailed behind by WeChat Pay with a 39% market share, which doesn't leave a room for a third player, much room for a third player to, you know, exist or let's say survive in the market. So it's, it's basically a duopoly, the, the Chinese payments market right now. Yeah, you can, you can say that. All right. And also interestingly, you know, while, while, Alibaba group has its founding in B2B, B2C and, you know, consumer to consumer e-commerce. Tencent is more evolved around instant messaging and gaming. So gaming is a very big thing and Tencent makes a lot of money from gaming and Alipay, which was initially uh, established as an escrow service to increase buyer trust in Alibaba e-commerce offering to just, you know, make it more convenient. The concept was, you know, the buyer could actually buy the product and then release the payment after he was satisfied. So that was how Ali Ali pay came into existence, but now it has evolved into a fully diversified mobile payments solution. And over time it has just gained market share. It has like 55% market share. What in a, in a country with 1.5 billion. Yeah, that is, that is a very impressive number. And given yeah. that these companies work in the Chinese market, like that is a government hard bent on control. This is a very impressive number to gain. Now here, I, what I would like to point out is that both the groups have uh, competing interest in Indian markets also. They're not only fighting in China, mm. but on the, all the other fronts, wherever one goes, the other follows mm-hmm. this kind of a story, which is happening over there. So in India, Alibaba is backing Zomato and uh, Swiggy, which is another Indian uh, startup, online food delivery startup, they have Tencent as their investor. So another major investment, which uh, Alibaba has in India is Paytm. And for Tencent, that uh, goes to Oyo and Flipkart, which, you know, have made quite some money for both the companies. Now, both the Mm. groups have 100%, these two people, Jack Ma and Ponima, they are both very, you know, humble person. They come from humble beginnings and they are 100% made in China. That is how, you know, they were able to, they they understood China. So that is how they were uh, able to build such a large companies in such a closely monitored market. Hmm. And both of these companies have battled across the sectors, which, you know, we've already talked and some facts also point out to this thing only. And uh, <laughs> let me, let me say this in China, but this online space, online industry is surely a two horse race. You know, uh, you, you see what I did there because, you know, Ma means horse in Chinese. So it is a two horse race. Yeah. That's, that's very funny. I did notice that, but I chose to ignore it. Yeah. Don't, don't be so cruel. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, all right. So, you know, this is, this is an interesting segment we are trying to introduce. And before logging off though, you know, we would also like to explain a very basic financial or business related term. And this will be a part of our show's format. Yes. What I think is that, you know, there are many people out there who still don't understand basic terms and they seem like buzzwords or jargons to them. Yeah, I mean, uh, many people, so let's say I am watching news and I hear the terms like heavy terms like sensex rallied this much or let's say this is what is happening in financial markets so there are many people who watch the news but they don't exactly understand what those terms used in those news articles mean so here folks we'll try to the best of our abilities to simplify one term in each of our uh, podcast episode and this will be an ongoing format of our show 
and uh, for our first term we have decided to talk about mutual funds so uh, in a very basic term mutual funds are investment vehicles that do investing for those people who either don't have the time or knowledge the requisite knowledge of stock markets and hence are not able to do the investment hmm. now i will try to simplify this with an example of my favorite snack that is samosa <laughs> so let's assume that four cousins four people are gathered at one place in mumbai now let's name these people as rahul raj rohan and roman or x y z whatever you want now let's assume that rahul is the one who actually lives in mumbai and the other three have gathered at his place and uh, while talking while chatting uh, all of them wanted to have some snack and samosa was the snack which was decided to fill their tummies the issue here was that only rahul is the one who actually knows mumbai's snack shops and the market around there and he is the only one who actually knows which shops or let's say which places actually sell good uh, samosas and uh, the other three guys even though they would have heard about the famous shops and all they haven't had first hand experiences and don't actually know how those uh, how the snacks which those places sell actually taste now what those four people decided is that they will all sell out 10 rupees and they will create a pool of uh, money which will give them a 40 rupees pool and uh, rahul will go out to the market and buy the samosas for all of them now the only caveat or let's say the only condition which was there is that other three insisted that this snack should taste good that was the only condition mm. now rahul went and uh, in the in the hot humid uh, environment of mumbai he bought uh, four samosas and uh, that cost him 9 rupees for each and every samosa and uh, when he got back home he told the other three people sitting over there that look even if the samosas have cost me 9 rupees i'm not going to refund the 1 rupee which is left with me and uh, the reason which he gave was that he went into mumbai's traffic and you know scoured through all the shops which every shop will say that i am best but he had to uh, scour through all these shops and he had to decide the best uh, tasting samosa so yeah for that he asked that i'll be taking this 1 rupees as my fee for doing all the hard work that's yeah. that's probably the weirdest and the most funny analogy i've <laughs> ever heard by by someone explaining the meaning of mutual funds because who the f takes fees when buying samosas <laughs> right i mean i'm going to charge you when i'm buying samosas for my friend they're going to kick my ass so that's a really good way to explain it and you truly crushed it my friend and you know i would like to draw upon some similarities if you don't mind yeah sure go ahead that is what we're here for sure so the 40 rupees pool here right is equivalent to asset under management all right when we talking about mutual funds that is what the asset under management means and rahul here is some sort of a mutual fund manager all right buying samosas and stuff like that but he in a in a real world rahul could be our mutual fund manager and just as the other three people didn't know mumbai's snack market mutual funds are best for those who have little time or knowledge for investing in the stock market so if you're busy doing anything else like if you're doing a job and you don't have time to research about companies it's best if you just focus on mutual funds and that's where rahul the sure. man- the manager of the mutual fund comes into place and you know these are professionals who have lived in the financial markets and have extensive knowledge about it and they do the shopping of the shares for you and just as rahul had to you know go through many shops and traffic these professionals they invest a lot of time doing research for you 
and they you know research a lot of companies a lot of sectors for you and they choose the best stocks for you so for that you know they take 1 rupees like in our case 1 rupees as the management fee and other expenses and you know that is why they make a lot of money like asset management as an industry is kicking off because you know a lot of people still invest in mutual funds and to quote from my favorite movie when you're good at something never do it for free <laughs> true that so yeah uh, in its simplest of sense you can say that uh, you are pooling your money together and you are giving it to one person who knows how to manage that money and in some sort it is uh, a promise that he will fare some better returns than those who you know don't have that much acumen or knowledge about the stock markets now uh, do bear in mind that different mutual funds have different objectives some of those uh, mutual funds will invest in small companies which will you know to some extent ensure higher returns but those also come with a higher uh, sense of risk while other uh, mutual funds they go to the debt market or let's say a very large uh, company which has a higher stability and hence a high, uh, has a lower risk but the consequence over here is that with the lower risks there will be very moderate return So now, just as those four cousins, which we talked about in our example, they would have bought anything with their forty rupees pool, you know, forty rupees which they pooled together, uh, depending upon how they were feeling or what they were craving at that time. So, in a similar fashion, investors can choose any mutual fund which suit their tastes and risk appetite best. As in, if I want to earn a higher return, I may go towards a mutual fund which invests in riskier uh, uh, securities, but they have a higher return percentage. now mutual as i also talked about earlier that uh, giving the money to someone who knows how to invest in stock market that will reduce the risk but it will not nullify it at last mm. these mutual funds are investing in uh, the stock market and hence to some extent they are also prone to the risk which it carries with it they they'll do the uh, you know diversification but yeah there'll be some sort of risk so the the major benefits here is that you know you get professional expertise and you also get hassle free investment you don't have to give your own time and another related term with mutual fund is sip or systematic investment plan so it's a very it's very similar to your monthly housing loan like emi or you know the lic premium payment that you make that goes directly through your bank and you know here you just authorize your bank to give a fixed amount to the mutual fund whatever mutual fund you chose and that amount is directly debited from your bank and you get the mutual fund units and they keep on accumulating over time and you know there is there is a lot more to mutual funds but we have tried to cover the basics to give you a brief understanding of the term here and that does it for today's show and you know you can read more about mutual funds on investopedia or similar websites yeah that is uh, that is all from our side and if you if you'd like we would uh, we can provide links to some other websites which would uh, you know cover these topics in extent and yeah we enjoyed making uh, this episode this was my first time doing something uh, like this doing this is this was uh, very new for me hope you guys find something worth of your time in the time which we invested and uh, yeah until next time stay safe and take care bye bye